Why do we as Canadians give that much of a shit about it? Oh, I think only just because of the awesomeness we showed in uh, opening our our homes to the stranded airline passengers. And uh, yeah, we don't hear about any of that, really. I mean, we should. That's what we should be celebrating is the uh, yeah. what, what happened in Newfoundland, and I believe in Ontario as well. They did it. That's right. Um, not here in BC. We didn't give a fuck about anything. But yeah, no. <laughs> Welcome to the show, everybody. Believe it or not, it has been eight days since the last podcast, nine days since we've had Gord with us, Um, and it's just been dead air. I apologize for that, but for uh, six of those eight days, I physically couldn't speak. So, on the upside, by the way, it's a quick interruption. On the upside, if we're going to screw things up, this is a great way to do it, because this is also a record for us. It's the longest we've ever been off the air for. Yeah, it's true. So, yay. So, we've we set a new record. That's always a good thing. I don't know if we have any listeners left. We'll find that out uh, tomorrow, I guess. But if we do, I apologize to them for uh, taking so long. I am out of hospital now, and uh, I don't feel any better, but I look a lot worse. So, good progress there. <laughs> Fuck. I don't even have a smart-ass comment for that one. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's brutal. Anyway, I don't want to waste too much time on it. I have a 
staph infection, which sucks because I don't even work there. Put on a That's terrible. The doctors did not, did not a single smirk out of one of the doctors when she came out. And she's like, well, it's a staph infection. I said, but I don't even work here. Nothing. <laughs> really? Not even, a, not even a smile? Not even a, they're very serious, these people. <laughs> and not very good at their job, some of them. Uh, she, for, as I, I said to you off the air, Gord, um, anesthetic doesn't work on me. Uh, like nine out of ten times. They have to administer it two or three times before it'll take. And Dr. Rich, the lovely Dr. Rich, who sucks, she's actually very attractive, uh, she didn't believe me. So she just went at my face with a scalpel. Uh, and, uh, yeah, you know, it makes you not want to watch movies like Hostel anymore when you actually feel what that stuff feels like. Yeah. Um... I almost cried, and I punched her. I punched a wait. I punched a lady doctor. Uh, <laughs> I'm not proud of that, but she wouldn't <laughs> listen, and there was nothing I could do to make her stop cutting my face with a scalpel. Uh, and these aren't pretty cuts. These are. She had to saw through the hair um, of the mustache because obviously the infection's all grown and hardened into the mustache. Um, so I will need cosmetic surgery to fix my face uh, once I'm healed. Are you going to go for the Clooney look? Or? <laughs> I, I haven't decided <laughs> yet. After that point, that'd be a nice thing. Oh, I think I should. Can you make me Asian? <laughs> uh, and I've got to go for these four-hour IV treatments. So the, my first one's last night at 10 o'clock. And I felt like a million bucks when I went. And about an hour into it, my face is twice as big as it was the first day. And the pain is just coming back like, like, like a tide coming in. Wow. So I, I go to the doctor. I have my hand to God, this is a true story. I say to the doctor, I'm like, is this supposed to make the swelling lessen and the pain ease up? And he's like, yes. Because like, it's doing the exact opposite of that. And he's walking up to the curtain and he goes, I swear to God, hand to God, this is what he says. He goes up, he pulls back the curtain, and as he's going, he's going, well, it can't be. Oh, shit. <laughs> and cuts the IV off. Oh, that's that, like, that's that's only worse to being told from a tattoo artist when a tattoo artist goes, "Oops, part way through the session." Exactly. <laughs> and I'm like, "Is it? Is this normal?" He's like, "Well, it's it's been known to happen." I'm like, "Cause this is way worse than when I came in." He's like, "I don't really think it's that much worse." I was like, yeah, "It's a lot worse." He's like, "Well, I guess so." I'm like, "Are you a doctor?" <laughs> Where is Aston Kutcher? Am I being filmed? This is ridiculous. <laughs> They're just trying to downplay it for you to make you feel better about the scenario. Yeah, don't downplay anything that has to do with my face. Yeah. Like, uh, my face is all I have going for me. I'm, I'm not getting by on my personality. <laughs> I'm broke. <laughs> I'm kind of an asshole. <laughs> All I have is my face, so don't <laughs> fuck with it. And it really sucks, because it's a week when so much has been going on. I, all my favorite subjects. Um, Trump's been just killing it. Uh, good old Dougie Ford's just been oh, <laughs> a, a wrecking ball, that man. Yep. Just fantastic. And I couldn't talk about any of it. I was just sitting and crying, going, God, why can't I be? I actually tried to do a podcast and couldn't. 
Um, go, just couldn't get through it. No, I, I couldn't think straight, and it just it hurts to talk. It still hurts a little bit, but we'll power through it. Um, before I get to this, I do want to talk about the Nike uh, deal a lot, because that's oh, yeah. great to me. But uh, before I get to that, Gord, how are you? I missed you. Welcome. Thank you. I'm doing good. Um, like I said, you aren't the only one who's been going through your own hell, too. Uh, for people who don't know me, um, I don't have anxiety. I've never suffered from any form of anxiety. I, I rarely even get nervous. Um, I had a panic attack for my first time in my life, and it was very traumatic for me um, because I got to, lucky me, I got to relive the most impressive moment of my entire life, and I got put back into it in its entirety. Um, so, yeah, it's terrible. Uh, I was in the hospital for 24 hours, and... Uh, um, observations and therapists and everybody started talking to me, trying to figure out what the trigger was and what happened. And uh, yeah, it was, it was, it was horrible. Um, no pain, but lots of depression. Um, took me a few days to wallow through that and get out of it again. And I'm finally feeling better, which is good. That is good. Um, I still do have, there, there is still a bit of a cloud. Like I'm not nearly as alive and outgoing as I normally am. I'm still, I still have this bit of a cloud thing over top of me. It, it, I'm, I'm stunned about how much this has affected me. Wow. So it's been, it's been crazy. It's been a very strange week for the two of us. It has been incredibly, uh, it's been a lot. Um, and now just for everybody to know, uh, the ARKV, we were talking about this uh, um, off the air before we got on the uh, start of the show. Um, you, you made a very good point, which is when somebody says, I think I'm having a panic attack. Yeah, no. Yeah. You no, don't yeah. think you're having anything. You just start going through something, and there's no thought about it. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot of those. Like, people say, oh, I think, you know, I think I got a heat stroke. Well, no, the fact that you're alive to say that means you didn't. So shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you just had too much sun. You're fine. <laughs> um, no, I think I had a panic attack. Well, then you didn't. You're fine. Go back to work. Yeah. The hardest thing that I found was the, was, was the weirdest thing I was the, uh, was, the, was the shaking. Uh, I was shaking uncontrollably. Right. And my arms locked up against my chest, apparently. Um, yeah, it, it was it was it was a mess physically. As I I physically hurt the next day, like just my whole it was just like my whole body was in a state of convulsion. Uh, so I was uh, physically and I was just absolutely exhausted and a lot of body pain. But the good news was, was after I got pulled from the hospital and everything was sort of set and everything was fine, the good news was I went to work the very next morning. So. Oh, that is good, actually. <laughs> so it, it kind of helped. I mean, the good news was I was very quiet at work, so, you know, we got more work done, which was nice. <laughs> yeah, that always helps. You know, but, uh, so yeah, but, uh. As they say, I'm much better now, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Excellent. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you're okay. Thank you. Uh, I'm glad you're getting better, too. I am, indeed. Actually, because I was um, down and out uh, and not able to speak, obviously, I, I had some time to be creative. Ooh, so, uh, that can be fun and dangerous. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, most people don't know. And I know, Gord, you're not familiar with my very first band ever, 
which uh, started 20 years before Tenacious D. Oh. Is a duet with uh, my good friend Steve Stitchcomb. We were called Strawberry Cum Chunks. <laughs> and uh, we best band names ever. <laughs> we actually had four uh, four albums we put out over the years. Um, the fourth being an unplugged uh, album. It uh, just it, you know a la Nirvana. Yeah. Uh, but it was just a fantastic band. A lot of fun. And I, I contacted Steve and asked if he'd want to do another album. And he said, absolutely not ever does he want to even think about it. And I thought, okay, well, that's fine, good. And I thought, well, let's promote one half of Strawberry Cum Chunks. So what, what, one half of Strawberry Cum Chunks has begun working on a solo project, and it's called Erectile Defunction. Uh, dysfunction, sorry. Erectile Dysfunction. <laughs> Kyle does something very, very good. I really like that. It's a fantastic play. So that's going to be coming out uh, soon. I don't know. These these things have to be done in about a day because they're only funny for about that long. Yeah. Um, Get it at once. Brilliant stuff. Like there was a song called Budweiser which is the acronym for bitch you didn't want intercourse or Eric rape you. Um, <laughs> quality wow. stuff we wrote. That was, would have been, I think, 1992 that was written. Um, this is the type of thing that Stormtroopers of Death would be a fan of, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So uh, I did it. The, the inspiration was because I came up with a tribute to everyone's favorite asshole, and I've done a sequel to that song called Bono, You Didn't Want Intercourse, so Eric raped you too. <laughs> when you're high on morphine and in a ridiculous amount of pain, it is hilarious. So everyone run out and get MRSA and some morphine and buy my records. You will have a damn good time. Uh, morphine is a very fun drug. Oh, it's great. Um, they had to give me a lot. <laughs> oh, so you're even more. Oh, yeah. I don't know how much they were giving me at one time, but the first two doses I barely felt, and they could see it on my face. Um, the first guy wouldn't literally. <laughs> Sorry. The, the first guy wouldn't. Uh, would, wouldn't opt it for me, but the, the the lady that took over for him, I don't know if they're like the nurse or what, I don't know, they just walking around and do stuff. Orderlies or nurses, whoever they were that was giving me the morphine, the first one wouldn't give me anymore, but the second one, she felt my pain. Yeah. And she took care of it, and it was fantastic. Were you on a drip? No. Uh, I, I was, but they were in charge of it. Yeah, because the drip is always fun because you just got to pinch the line for for a few drops. <laughs> yeah. <you> go. <laughs> My mom was in the hospital years ago for something, and there she was on a morphine drip, and she was complaining about the bad pain she was in. And I said, well, here, hang on a minute. And I just pinched the line, and I let three drops hit, and I just released it. She just went, she just went whoa. <laughs> and then she was fine for hours. So. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, the unfortunate thing is my nose is still swollen shut. Um, and I can feel things collecting in it, but I can't do anything about it. Uh, and that is a very annoying feeling. So you can't blow your nose at all? No. Oh. What that's a god No, and even even back when I could, it hurt so bad I couldn't. So, uh, 
Um, yeah, there's, it's really annoying. Um, anyway, enough about that. That's disgusting. <laughs> Sing, I like gross. <laughs> um, I had a couple of things I wanted to talk about, and on a really not serious note, uh, this I just heard this on the way here, and it's just something I wanted to bring up very briefly. Uh, I was walking down here, and some cops pulled up, and I heard a guy say, oh, I smell bacon. And I'm thinking, is it just me, or is it time we come up with something a little more clever than I smell bacon? Is this not, are we not done with this? Is this not, that's been around since, what, the 70s? <laughs> I think the 1770s. I think the first inception of a cop, someone made that joke. We've just been running with it ever since. It's, first of all, I don't understand the reference. I don't know why they're pigs. But second of all, it's not funny anymore. And it never was funny. There's never been any variation other than, oh, I smell bacon. I, as far uh, as I know, the whole referencing just came to the fact that back in the day, cops didn't have to do or worry about doing physical tests. So you have a lot of big, fat cops that were spending all their lives just eating donuts. So they're just fat pigs. I guess so. And then that's, as far as I know, that's where it all came from. Well, it's not funny and it's stupid. I want a new one. I'm done with that. I think it's time for us to come up with a new... Like insult that if we're gonna if we have to insult cops, which I don't think we should, I'm quite fond of them. But uh, if you if you must, if you're one of those people, then uh, we gotta come up with something more clever because it's stupid. What's the name of the football player with the Nike thing? What's his name? Uh, Kaepernick. No, Kaepernick. 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 We're gonna get to him in one second. So the one we just called oh Kaepernick. <laughs> we just said that. <laughs> for me, it, it covers a whole gauntlet of stuff. <laughs> well, it makes the cops sound like abusers, and plus, you know, we got ourselves a massive social issue. So, I need to find a uh, cigarette here. Um, we'll do that as we talk, because that is something I wanted to talk about. I was dying to talk about it all week when it came up. That, uh, yeah, they. Uh, if anyone, and you'd pretty much have to be living in a cave to not be familiar with this story, but Nike just signed a uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers player, Kip Colin Kaepernick, to a big endorsement deal. Kaepernick, of course, famous for taking a knee during the national anthem for the last two seasons. Mm-hmm. Um, now. First of all, if you understand why he's doing this, you basically have to be on his side about it. Um, right. He is doing this in protest to black, uh, white police officers shooting black kids every goddamn day. Um, and he just wants basically e uh, uh, basic human rights and equal rights. And that's what, that's what he's in protest of. So good on him. Now... Yeah. Uh, Nike signed him to this big endorsement deal, and people around the world lost their minds, either that it's the greatest deal ever or the worst deal ever. Um, Nike was said to have lost $4 billion the day they did it. Unfortunately, completely not true, because not true their, actual on, their online sales went up by 31%. <laughs> and uh, that, that number, uh, all sporting goods retailers took about a 4% hit in the last quarter. So they all lost the same amount. It had nothing yeah. to do with the signing. Zero. No. And let me be the first to say, Nike cares about two things. Making money and making that money make more money. Mm -hmm. If they thought for a second they were going to lose a single penny on this deal, they would have dropped Kaepernick faster than a white cop would have. 
Um, <laughs> that was great. That was great. Garibund, sir. Um, but I, I crunched some numbers while I was in uh, in bed uh, worrying about this all week and dying to talk to you about it. I, I came up with some numbers. And these are totally credible and true and not made up at all, I swear. Okay. Every one of these is a lie. Uh, 75% of people who wear Nike clothes don't have a fucking clue who Colin Kaepernick is. Never heard the name, yeah. don't care. Now, of those 75%, 50% of them don't give a fuck about NFL. Don't even know NFL. Don't watch football. They just wear Nike. How many people in the world are wearing Nike clothes? How many people in the world watch football? Two very different numbers there. That's right. Um, of the 50%, that don't give a shit. Uh, where we got? Okay, fifteen percent of Nike purchasing individuals who do watch football, only five percent of them still know who Colin Kaepernick is. <laughs> Nobody gives a fuck. <laughs> Seriously, and eighty-five percent of the fifteen percent that do watch football and do know who he is don't give a shit about this deal at all. So, um, that's all um, numbers. Those are all. Those are all very credible numbers. Um, I, I don't get what all the hype is about. I really don't care. Um, now, the people who are thinking that Nike did this because they somehow support human rights and they support Colin Kaepernick's fight, uh, who, who thinks that they support that? I don't know. Let, let's ask the uh, the hundreds of BBL Indonesian sweatshop workers that they pay 80 cents a day. <laughs> Do they think they care about the Unites? Uh, uh, no, they say they don't think so. No, they don't. They, they <laughs> couldn't give a fuck about any of that. <laughs> this is... Now, there's, there's something that I didn't know about initially about uh, Kaepernick, which uh, I was actually quite um, shocked about, quite blown away by this. Do you know where he got the idea to do the kneel? To kneel? I honestly have no idea. From a U.S. soldier. Really? A U.S. soldier said said to him because you know he was he was flying around the idea of like we're wanting to do this, and he was wondering like how do I how am I able to protest? And I said, take a knee during the anthem because it. A, nobody else does it, so you'll stand out initially, which is going to get the word out. Yeah, But definitely. it's completely not offensive to the flag. It's not a bad thing against the country. It's not a thing against the anthem whatsoever, because you're taking a knee, and as soldiers, this is a sign of respect. Yes. I know yeah. from my brief stint in uh, cadets. <laughs> right. So this is where this, for me, this is where this whole thing got really funny, because... Um, I was reading on one of the, the initial posts that came up from Nike when it shows the face and everything else. I'm like, oh, shit, look at that. Maverick or Kaepernick, look at that. And um, there was one particular guy, I wish I could get his, I remember his name. I don't remember, the, I should have wrote it down. But there was one guy who said, I don't even know why he even took the knee to begin with. And right. this really goes right back to your initial point about your stats anyway. So it just goes to show. Yeah. But he says... Not only do I not know why he's doing it, but I'm against it anyway. <laughs> exactly. That's right? So very... people were actually... So there's a whole lot of comments about people saying, here's why he did it. This dude's response was utter genius because his response back was, if he really wanted to make a difference, he wouldn't do this. 
Instead, he should become a cop and make a difference from the inside out. Wow. <laughs> You're sick. I mean, and the thing is, I'm reading the comments, and people are come calling him an idiot. And nobody really hit the nail on the head about why the statement he said is so stupid. Which is the simple fact that he could make a difference on that one particular police force. Yes. But it won't make a difference on the overall grand scheme of things because it's one dude in one police force. And once he's out of the NFL and becomes a cop, nobody cares. Exactly. He has no more voice because he's just another cop. <laughs> So, no, yeah, and you don't know who people listen to athletes. Like that's just the truth. But more so than cops or politicians. I mean, in the '90s, if Michael Jordan said something, it was law. Yeah. Now the other thing that people are blind because a lot of people, the, the people who are against them, their big thing is is if I were to protest at my job, I would lose my job. Sure. So you know what? That's fine and dandy, but you know what? He's not protesting during the game. He's no. not protesting during the thing we'll play. This is before the game starts. Yep. This is during the anthem. The game officially hasn't actually started yet. He's getting paid per minute that he's on the field. He's not getting paid yet. That's correct. So your, your argument is already invalid to begin with. Your secondary uh, argument, uh, which is what Trump started with, saying that it is disrespectful to the flag and to the people who serve the military, is completely invalid because it was a kind of military who gave them a goddamn idea to begin with, uh, yes. and this is the way they do it. So your point there is gone. Third big point, and this is the only one they have some form of a leg to stand on, which is when you go by the actual stats. Yes, the number of stats of the number of kids, black kids, or black people in general, being killed by cops is extremely low in comparison to blacks on blacks and murder in general. Oh, fine. Fine and dandy. True point. But here's the problem. You're talking about an organized group, an armed organized group, that is funded federally, and they are actually going out of their way. I mean, a lot of people are saying, well, if you just do what the cop says. The problem is, is it's not even, these aren't the scenarios that the, that the people are arguing. They're arguing these guys who are doing nothing, have done nothing wrong, who are obeying the cops, and they're oh, still really getting wrong. killed. Exactly. And then what about the ones that are running away on video? Running away with their hands in the air. They're running away with their hands in the air and they get shot in the back and the cop goes, oh, I, I thought he had a gun. It's on video. He clearly has his hands in the air and you shot him in the back. Oh, he was threatening yep. me. He was, uh, uh, I felt my life was in, in danger. No, uh, it's not. You're no, a lying sack of shit. It's just ridiculous. I had this argument with a kid just before I got sick, which is really one of the reasons I wanted to talk to you about it. Because um, he is very much on the uh, opposite side and has a bunch of, you know, funny little numbers of his own. Um, you know, of uh, this many white people have been shot by cops and this many. It doesn't matter. It's not the same. When you as a white person get pulled over, do you fear for your life? You're nervous because a cop's there. You can get a ticket. Do you fear for your life as a white person when a cop pulls you over? No, you do not. 
Do you ever enter any situation ever during the day going, I wonder how this is going to go as a white person? No, you don't. That, the term as a white person has never left my mouth. Like, I've never qualified a statement with, well, as a white person, I feel, no, you don't talk like that. White people don't do that because we don't have to because we're white. That's right. And I'm sorry to say it, but that's just true. Oh, uh, oh hang on. That, 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 that tool had his other argument, which was, which was the white privilege comment somebody said was the white guy. And it was the white privilege comment. He says, well, I don't have white privilege because, you know, I've been in debt and I've lost jobs and I can't get a job as a cop because of the fact I'm white because they want to hire other minorities. Where's my white privilege there? You're missing the point, you stupid moron. You, you don't understand you know. white privilege. Um, yeah. <laughs> you know why? Because you got to drift through life being stupid and white and privileged. Exactly. <laughs> um, I, I love people that, that use that argument. Well, I'm not privileged. I mean, yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. Um, look back at any point in time. You know, we, we've always been okay. <laughs> When you walk through a mall as a white person, when you walk through a mall, 99.9% .9 of the time, you do not have cops and security watching you like a hawk, unless you're dressing and acting and looking like you deserve to be watched and acting like a hawk. Yeah. You know, you so, as a white person, you're just another white face in the crowd, and nobody bats an eye, nobody cares. When you're a black person, you walk into a place, if you have anything other than a suit on, you're being watched. Sure. And that's got to be unnerving. I mean, it's something that, as a white person, I'm never going to fully understand because I will never experience that until the entire race thing flips and the whites become the complete and total minority and we start getting treated that way. But I'm sorry, I just don't see it happening. I always do a double take. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, not, uh, I'm not in a negative way, but I do a double take when I... You know, I'm from a very white town, Kelowna. There are three black guys, and I—you ask anyone my age, they can still name the three black guys from Kelowna. Um, it was fifteen in all of BC for Christ's sake. Come on. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, now in, in Vancouver, we seem to have a, a high number of black people. When I mean black people, I mean they look like struck matches black. Like they're, 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 you charcoal black, yes. Yeah. Um, and you see them, and you go, you, you look twice. You do. It's not something you see a lot of. And I know that sounds terrible, and I, I don't mean anything by it, but it's just the truth. Um, I don't do a double take in a negative way. But if I you don't do it, don't you're walking down the street and you all of a sudden see like a, like an Inuit walking by and holding you a garb, you'd be like, what the hell? Exactly. Yeah, right? <laughs> now that guy might get noticed. Yeah. Um, and that's not a bad thing. You're, if you see that, probably point it out to someone. That's weird. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, hey, we go extreme white. If I saw a pack of albinos, I would be weirded out. Yeah. If I all of a sudden there was a pack of albinos coming at me, I'd cross the street. How freak would you be if a pack of gingers walked up behind you all of a sudden? Oh, that's Armageddon right there. That's right. That's that's a sign. <laughs> I mean, I'm a ginger by trait, so you know I I can make that comment. Um, exactly, <laughs> and I am of absolutely no racial persuasion whatsoever. I can't make any comment about anything. <laughs> um. I'm 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 incredibly white, but I'm not even white enough to be like white. I'm I'm just this weird like shade of gray. 
<laughs> I, I don't know what I am. I'm like I'm like Scottish and Icelandic, like the two whitest people in the world. Have you ever seen Bjork? She's like yeah. opaque. Yeah. <laughs> <I'm a> <laughs> uh, so I, I have no standing in any of this. I'm not the racist in any way. Well, yeah, I am racist in one way, and I've said it before. And, uh, um, uh, you know, if I if I if I'm uh, got money on a marathon, on who's gonna win? I'm betting on the Kenyan. Oh, yeah. That's that, just and that's racist. I've been told that that's racist. Uh, I go, well, okay, then. I guess I am. No, it's, it's um, a smart bet. There's, there's, it's not racist. Racist, should, racist shouldn't be a thing about talking about somebody for their good quality. You know, like, is it racist to sit there and say, you know, all black men have big dicks? That's not racist. It's okay. a stereotype. But see, it's not racist. Therein is the argument uh, that, that I take issue with. I am told that that is racist. You can't say things like that. That's a racist comment. No, it's stereotype. There is a difference between a stereotype and racism. And this is the line that everybody's gotten blurred. Yes. Thank you. Stereotypes are not racist. It is, I can understand why it's have a, a form of a racist undertone, but it's not racist. It is a stereotype. You're taking the general overall view and making a generalized statement about something that is very common within that group. And you know, generalized statements, I mean, I... Why do we have? Why can we not just accept generalities sometimes as generalities? Why is that a wrong thing to do? Black men have big dicks. Yeah, they do. Uh, you know, Japanese people are short. Well, Asian drivers are terrible. Sure. That's that's that's. There's there's two things that are more fat than anything else, which is Asian drivers are terrible and BMW drivers are dicks. Oh, I'll give you that one for sure. That, that's, that's just fact. And that's universal. Hey, there's something where we, we are united as, uh, as just humans. It doesn't matter what race you are. If you drive a BMW, you're a cunt. That's it. <laughs> Maybe we should ask them how they do it. How did you guys all come together? People of all nations figured out that if they own this car, they could be pricks. I think I, I actually think that when you buy a BMW, because only people who buy a BMW don't do this. I think if you buy a BMW, I think you get a lesson. <laughs> you get your own special driving lessons about how to be a BMW driver. You you cut people off. You don't use your signals. You pull in front of somebody and immediately hit the brakes, even though there's no re no reason for it at all. You do delivery. You hit the light, then you hit the speed. You speed up to get to the speed limit, then you immediately hit the brakes to slow down because you just pass the speed limit. It's fucking BMW driver. That makes so much sense that I've now deemed it to be true. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have that ability. Once once I decide that something makes enough sense, it's true. It it just so happens that it is. And, mm -hmm. uh, someday I'll publish my own encyclopedia. It's called the Big Book of Lies and Things That Aren't Real. Um, <laughs> and it will have all these amazing facts in these it. These amazing facts. Um, <laughs> and that is a, that is a fact. When you buy a BMW, <laughs> you get a lesson from a... You get a driving course from BMW on how to be a douchebag driver. How to be a douchebag driver. That, that just makes so much sense. It's true. BMWs don't come with an airbag. They come with a douchebag. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just make that up?
I kind of just made that up, yeah. <laughs> that needs to be written down. That is actually amazing. <laughs> that is fantastic. I want to be able to drive a BMW just to find out if you just... If, maybe it's something in the car. Maybe they add something in the car. A pheromone, the douche pheromone. I don't know. I don't know what it is, but I, I don't know. I just, I just can't explain it. Don't come with an airbag. Come with a douche. I'm actually writing that down. That is brilliant. <laughs> there you go. If you ever get back into stand-up, you can use that. You have my permission. Come with douchebag. I love it. <laughs> so we kind of... Where were we on the races? Oh, yeah. Here's the thing. Fuck Nike, by the way. Phil Knight, go fuck yourself. I don't know if you still run the company, but even if you don't, go fuck yourself. Um, Phil Knight, you run the company. Uh, I don't know if you remember uh, back when the Heaven's Gate thing happened and they were all found. Yes. The the cult that was all found wearing black matching Nikes and they all yep. uh, killed themselves. Yep, I remember that. And uh, Nike didn't exactly use it as a commercial, but <laughs> I'm not far <laughs> from it. And uh, <laughs> They didn't exactly run away from it, you know. <laughs> no. Uh, but not but really. Good thinking, but you gotta admit though, my, Nike is a pretty genius thing. I mean, like when everybody was freaking out about the, about the uh, I'm I'm gonna pronounce this wrong, and I, I apologize for doing this. The Hajib. Hajib, that's fine. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, Nike was the one of the was the first sports apparel company to come out with their own Nike brand Hajibs. Sure. For the athletes and whatnot to wear, and people were up and arms saying, "You're pandering." They're not pandering. They have just opened up the market. It's the same fucking thing as what restaurants do by adding a vegan menu. You're not changing anybody's minds. They've just found a way to make money off of you vegan. You know, it's funny. I just walked past a Carl's Jr. and saw the vegetarian sign and just like, what are you doing? Right. Uh, you're Carl's Jr. Come on. Uh, but yeah, I totally agree. And, and even if they are pandering, they're a fucking clothing company. Pander away. That's, that's what they're supposed to do. How do you think they get their name out there? They're supposed to pandering. They're pandering to their audience. How do we get more people to wear our stuff? Well, does anybody else have a sports team? No. So fuck yeah, we're doing it. And you remember, now let's talk about the people they're pandering to. These are the same people when we were in high school that believed they could buy shoes with a little pump on the front that gave them made them jump higher if you pumped it more. <laughs> I had a pair of those. <laughs> This is who they're telling. These are the people we're concerned about. The people who thought that was a thing that would work. <laughs> are you kidding me? The Nike Air Pump. My God. God that was a... What an idea. And yes, some of us may have tried them on our penis. And no, it didn't work there either. No, it definitely um, didn't. Once they couldn't make me jump higher, I thought, well, maybe they might make me black in other ways. No. No, no. <laughs> did that make me racist? Yes, yes, it did. <laughs> it made you a stereotypist. Um, so, well, <laughs> a stereotypist. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and actually uh, a horrible typist. That's why I print everything. Um, <laughs> so where were we on this? Uh, yeah, I was uh, just mentioning Phil Knight. I, I thought it was brilliant when Michael Moore challenged him to a race. He challenged him to a foot race, a one-kilometer foot race, and Phil Knight wouldn't do it. Yeah. Now, if you won't race Michael Moore on foot. I mean, come on. Right? Um, but Nike's, I could win a race against Michael Moore, and I can't run at all. <laughs> right? They're, they're, they're notorious for... Uh, uh, they're, they're kind of the Madonna of sportswear, really. 
Um, and this is just another way to reinvent themselves and, and keep themselves, uh, you know, modern and, and hip. And, uh, and get their name in the papers have everybody talking the name. Exactly. Because those who are against the Nike thing, what they're doing, which is, I mean, and this is one thing I love about people who jump on this type of band, bandwagon that, that are against it. They will turn around and they will take all the stuff that they spend all their money on. So they've already paid for this stuff and then they're going to burn it. Yes. So your, your idea is you spend money on something that the company's already made a fortune off of you on. And not only are you going to now burn their apparel, which they don't care about because you just got to replace with something else anyways. But yet you're, you're the same group. And this, you'll love this. The same group of people who are bitching about this, about the, about the fucking Kaepernick thing and the whole military thing. And you don't do anything with the military. You don't with the military. Military, military, military. These are the same people that are burning these clothes instead of donating it to the homeless vet. Right? You could be taking your Nike things and saying, you know what? I'm not going to support them anymore. But there's a homeless vet around the corner from me that could really use some clothes right now. No, no. You're going to fucking burn it and buy Adidas instead. Yeah. You're a dick. And you'll stand up and say, oh, that homeless guy would rather uh, suffer in the cold then uh, where Nike, no, he wouldn't. Yeah. You're no, wrong. No, he wouldn't. Um, he doesn't care. You're very wrong. <laughs> oh, wow. And those that do support it, what are they going to do? They're going to fill their entire wardrobe with Nike stuff. Oh, yeah. So yeah, there's no win win for what do you do? That's it. There's, there's no bad backlash on this. No. And they have people the who think that. that are against it are going to be fucking, they've already made their money off of you. And they have boardrooms full of people who think this shit out 12 months before it happens. Oh, they yeah. figured every possible outcome before they ever let the first slip of the tongue go to the press. Uh, yeah. this is, you know, don't think that they're not smarter than us. They're way smarter than us. They know everything we know. Nothing is news to them. No. Let me put it to you this way. Years ago when I installed conveyor belts, I used to do an install for, uh, for McDonald's. We had the McDonald's account. We would, we would, because they had their little conveyor belts for the takeout menu. Sure. Right? And I used to install the conveyor belts. Now, the one particular store I worked at, I was doing an install for in Oakville, was actually a testing store. So every time when they had these new products that they wanted to put out, they ran it through, like, they have select stores that they run them through, and they right. just do testing what people think of it. I don't know if you remember this, but McDonald's was making soup for a while. I don't remember it was, that. It was very small key. I was actually at one of the stores. They did it. Now, this was, you're talking, what, 15 years ago when, that, when this happened? Okay. I actually tried the Kaibata sandwiches at that store 15 years ago, and they just hit the market in the last, what, two years. Yeah. You're talking 13 years of research. McDonald's put into a sandwich. What the fuck do you think? How long do you really think that Nike didn't think about this plan? Exactly. Now, come on. If McDonald's was going to invest that much time into a fucking sandwich idea, you really don't think the Nike board members didn't sit down with thousands of people? Oh, yeah. And hash this thing out through multi-different groups and, more, and all the different groups and different groups and everything else to try to find out what would work and how this would play out? Come on. You're a fucking idiot if you don't get it. Yeah, well, the, that's the thing. People don't, or, or they, they pretend not to, or they claim not to. Like, I, I don't know what it is. Are people that dumb? Do people think this shit 
is real. Like, I yeah, guess they do. They, a lot of them do. And I'm, I've called out one of my friends called this whole thing out was against it. And he actually did a post where he said, there, here's me taking all my Nike stuff and throwing it in the garbage. And I commented and said, so congratulations. You paid a whole bunch of money for something, paid full price for all this stuff, and you're throwing it in the garbage now. That's teaching them a lesson how? That jersey that you bought? Who the fuck do you think sponsors that jersey? It's Nike, you idiot. Right. <laughs> First of all, it doesn't have the symbol on it. It doesn't mean that didn't come from one of their organizations that made it. Recycle. <laughs> also, you bastards, quit throwing all your <laughs> Stop taking pictures of you throwing your shit in the garbage, you non-recycling yeah. bastards. Yeah. Uh, recycling is fake, too. Don't do that. Um, <laughs> but, like, why, why wouldn't you have donated it? Because ah. it's against your belief of somebody else shouldn't wear it. You're a narrow-minded fucking idiot, and you are the very reason why shit like this goes on. Well, yeah. Because you're that fucking stupid. Let me, let me tell you guys uh, all some, some brief facts, okay? Uh, these people know everything. Marketing executives are geniuses, and they're my heroes, by the way. I think they're fascinating and wonderful. We've had that conversation before. Um, yeah. uh, you know, uh, uh, cameramen don't hang out at the airports 24 hours a day waiting for celebrities to get off planes. Uh, celebrities agents call camera people and tell them when the planes are arriving. That's um, right. Uh, TMZ is all set up. It's all, they, they know they're coming. They know they're there. And then they go, Oh, I didn't want to be on. Yeah. They all wanted to be on. They think of it. You know, yeah. they, they go to the nightclub. They're, they're told what nightclubs these people are going to. They're, everything is staged. None of it is real. Um, anything that's on television, guys, I'm telling you, I can't, stress this enough and god bless you i want to be on tv just as much as the next guy i want is it just me to become you know how like uh, the man show started out as love line on the radio in la that's right uh i want i want us to be a, a giant uh man show type tv show and i think we're gonna get there very well, uh, sooner rather than later i really do um we're that good and i think adam carolla yeah. would endorse us if you heard us uh, anyway i think so too. um here y- y- you all have to know and if you don't know i'm gonna tell you it's all fake. If it's on TV, it's fake. Everything is fake all the time. Not me. I'm very, very real. Um, <laughs> no, I'm not. Even parts of me are fake. This isn't how I talk. This isn't my voice. Um, I'm not this funny or, or engaging. This is fake. This is me being fake for an hour and a half with my best fake friend, Gord. Um, for the record, I am not fake because I'm way too bad at being fake. <laughs> I am this way, so if you don't like me, go fuck yourself because this is the way I am. <laughs> I unfortunately have to corroborate that. He's he's being very truthful there. Um, but no, you know, it's all it's all bullshit. And uh, you, you have to know that. And if you don't know that, you're stupid. And I forgive you, but I want you to get better. Um, so start listening to me more and them less. Uh, it's very, very simple how to cure yourself of this problem. Uh, I always say there's a very simple solution to all this. And that is very, it's, it's quite simple. Just everybody pay the fuck attention right now. I learned this lesson many years ago because I have a, I have a very difficult time with my own filter. I, I, I have a tendency to react before I think things through. I was really, really out of control with it for many, many years. Until eventually the key set of words were spoken to me numerous times and they finally sunk in, which was, think before you speak. Sure. And even more important, which came up even more important later on, which was, 
think before you react. Yes. And really think. I mean, in and, and, and the day and the age nowadays where every bit of information you could ever imagine is right at your fingertips in an instant, you have no excuse for not knowing all the facts. Right. And let so me just, say quickly, oh, sorry, you go ahead and finish. So, so just, just take a moment. Like, you know, again, you use the cabinet thing. It's a very, very good example. Okay. I don't think he should be staying, or I think he should be standing at attention when during the anthem. Why do you think that? Because that's what they've always done. But is there really, what's the offensive point of the guy, of somebody kneeling? Oh, wait, there isn't one. So I really can't be offended by this because it's not an offensive statement. There's nothing against the military. It's not against the military. It's not against the fight. It's not against the country. It's got nothing to do with that. If you believe that in any form, shape at all, you're an idiot. You do not believe in facts, and you do not believe in doing your homework before you speak. Exactly. So you're stupid, and you're pointless, and you should jump off a fucking bridge. Now, okay, stupid people, let me talk to you again for one sec real quick here, because uh, that whole thing I just said about TV being fake, there's something you got to remember about that. And I learned this, I, I was taught this uh, by Vince McMahon and the wonderful people at WWE, the, the World Wrestling Entertainment um, Corporation. Formerly WWF. <laughs> uh, yeah, everything on TV is fake. So what? I like it, and it's fun to watch. I know it's fucking fake. Leave me alone. I'm not an idiot. I know it's fake. I, I like watching it. You watch fucking all my children 24 hours a day. That's fake, too. What's the difference, asshole? Um, you know what the difference is? When you watch fucking all my children, you, when, 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 when women fucking watch... Those soap operas, and I've had an issue with this for fucking years. When women watch these soap operas, there's a reason why they get despondent and fucking what's not in relationships. It's because they're comparing it to these stupid lives of the people they've been fucking following. Well, well, Victor's wife is much more interesting than this, and and they have all don't even get me going on Victor. Uh, trust me, I don't even know what he's from. I just know the name. He's on every. There's a Victor on every one of these fucking shows. <laughs> but it just it just drives me nuts. And, Eric and, and, would love that. <laughs> uh, Eric Braden who plays Victor Newman would, would love it. Oh, is that it? Okay. <laughs> He's a very funny man in real life. He would love There's a Victor on every one of these fucking things. He would get a kick out of that. I'm sorry to interrupt, but that's funny. It's okay. Um, but it's true, though. I think soap operas are dangerous because they project a lifestyle that, in order for your life to be, have any form of meaning, it has to be full of drama. Sure. And that's completely false. You do not need the drama. You don't need the bullshit because you really don't. It's the drama and the bullshit that makes your life shitty. Yes. And that's not a thing to strive for. You don't want your life to be shitty. You want your life to be good. You want your life to be full of good things. You shouldn't want to flip open the news and see nothing but shit in the news. You should be able to flip the news and say, hey, this guy did this today. This is a good Samaritan day. This is a good Samaritan day. That's what we should be wanting to hear. We're inundated with bullshit, and it all comes down, in my opinion, to these fucking soap operas. I would like to uh, turn on the news and not hear about Doug Ford ruining your province. Um, <laughs> I don't know. It's kind of funny. <laughs> uh, it's kind of funny. Um, instituting the notwithstanding clause is kind of funny in the sense that no one's ever done it in the history of time um, because it's a horrible terrible anti-democratic thing to do <laughs> but you can go ahead and do it because he disagrees with everyone in Canada about this uh, 
city council size thing, which I get it. It's his brother's last uh, thing that he didn't accomplish, and and he wants to run with it for his brother's sake, which I'm assuming is the only logical reason. That well, uh, think about it though. There's a valid point to what he's saying. There absolutely is a valid point to it. I there don't disagree. Like, there are too many fucking. There's too many fucking people in charge that are making too many stupid decisions on topics they know nothing about. I agree, one hundred percent. Yes. You cut those numbers down. I still say that I think, and personally, I think Doug Ford needs to take it one little step further. And I don't think you'll ever see this happen just because, well, that means they're not going to make money. Two things need to happen. If you want to see politicians change, if you want to see the way your country is being run and your, your local government being changed, two things need to happen. Number one, if you work for the government in this form, if you become an MP, if you become a mayor, if you become any form of government where you are in charge of making some sort of decisions and legislation. You should work for minimum wage. Plain and simple. Uh, Nothing more. Okay. Minimum wage. Here's why. Because if they have to survive on minimum wage, and for the record, their accounts have to be gone over on a regular basis by professional accountants that are not associated with the government in any way, shape, or form. That way, every penny that comes in is accounted for, which means that they take fucking bribes. If they have a house that they cannot afford, bam, they're going to be going through the book, and they're going to run through the ring for taking bribes. If they have to work under minimum wage, you will see how the, the system will change, because if they can't survive to work on it, they will not expect the people to survive on a deal. Number one. The other thing is, is yes, get fucking rid of them. You don't need that many people in charge. You don't. Because, well, the more people you have in charge, the less the, less the work gets done. Because all they're going to do is stand there and bicker and, 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 and piss pot about everything and who's going to get the better grandstanding position of this and who's going to get this. Who's, it shouldn't be about any of that. No, it absolutely It's supposed to be there to represent the people. That's why they're put in charge of the people. And none of these people that are in charge are representing the people. No, absolutely not. themselves only. But does it not seem a little self-serving to do it in the middle of an election cycle? Well, that's <laughs> the problem. I mean, like, you know, again, his motives are completely fraudulent. Everything about the guy's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, so there's that. You know, I mean, no, he shouldn't. I mean, if, if Doug Ford truly believed in what he was doing, if he actually believed in it and knew about it, he wouldn't be pushing it during an election period. He would put this forward and say, here's what I'm going to do, but I'm going to wait until after the election. Right. Because once it becomes the election, once everything's through, now you can actually put your position through. And now it's not as something that's going to be as a grandstanding thing. You mean you put thought into it. You've actually researched this. And Doug Ford has researched fucking nothing. No, no, he has. He's never, he hasn't had a plan for anything, and he has he has excuses for not having a plan, which is just fucking stupid. Because <laughs> you don't put stuff into place when you don't have a plan. That's you just don't. His mo. But I mean, it's no different than Trump. Trump's doing the same thing. He has no plan. He's just going to do things, well, and then when the backfires, that's how you go. You wonder why. No, he got elected by electoral. Remember that. He got elected by the electoral. Well, it wasn't by the popular vote. He did not get voted in by the people. And this is one thing that drives me fucking nuts about Trump supporters. He did not get voted in by the people. The people did not want him in. 
He right. got in because of a slight of the system because the system is set up differently. And the same happened with the last president. Uh, people tend to uh, forget to mention that. What, with Obama? Uh, Bushy. Oh, Bush. Oh, come on. I'm going fucking say this rig. That guy's a fucking idiot. Well, yeah, it's the same thing. It was all done by the electoral. That's how they got in was the electoral. It wasn't in by actual people voting. Right. Sorry, I sat down and put up a piano if I sound distracted for a minute. No, I can hear that. Is that part of that new thing where they stick a piano in the middle of the fucking streets and make people play? Yeah, exactly. That's fucking awesome. That sounds really nice. He knows what he's doing. (laughs) Thank you. Is that you playing? That is me. Oh, well, fuck you, man. That's awesome. (laughs) I don't know I said fuck you, but that's awesome. <laughs> I tried to play and uh, talk to you at the same time, but I just—I was walking by it and I couldn't help. No one was playing, so I decided to. That's awesome. <laughs> Actually, we'll, we'll try to do a little special feature on the podcast here. I'll put you over here and see if you can, if you guys can hear me a little better. How's this? Oh yeah. I'm feeling very soothed. <laughs> That's how you should feel. <laughs> My Doug Ford anger is whisping away before the beautiful piano music. <laughs> I, I wrote this and I don't know how to play it. <laughs> Every time I'm in a band, there has to be somebody who's much better at playing guitar than me because I will do the same thing. I'll have an idea to write, play a thing of music, but I can't actually play it myself. Yeah, I do that a lot. Here, <laughs> you figure it out. And I really don't know how to play a piano, so I'm just gonna. I just did some stuff that uh, sounded good together, and I, you know, it kind of works. Um, oh, sounds great. I took nine years of piano lessons. You're playing better than me. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but I really enjoy it. Um, I can play a mean chopsticks. <laughs> see, I don't know if I can. I've never actually tried. I jumped right into other things. and uh, But I've been trying for uh, uh, about a, almost two years now, I guess. Yeah. Um, but really only seriously for the last year. It'll actually be one year next month. Oh, there you go. Um, I'm going to get up because there's people like expecting me to play, and I can't play into a podcast at the same time. Um, <laughs> but it's uh, a lot of fun, and it's a great thing that the city does. They're all over the place, and you can just sit down yeah. and play them. And some guys will play all goddamn day and not give everyone a chance, and it's really annoying and some guys play the same goddamn song every day for a year um <laughs> and but, some people play the same song every day for a fucking year and still can't get it right like you know like like stairway guy <laughs> um, <laughs> which was funny i was uh someone had heard that and uh and and talked about him with me uh at length the other night oh man i hate stairway guy too <laughs> fucking know that guy man <laughs> I love when when, knowing. when someone starts a sentence with fucking in this neighborhood, you know they mean it. Yeah. Like that's a, I fucking know that guy. Then he knows that guy. <laughs> <laughs> if not, if he didn't know him, he would have said, "Oh yeah, I know that guy." Yeah. 
Yeah, because <laughs> we're blowing off steam. No, it's it's when you add the fucking in there, you know for a fact. Oh yeah, and there's never a G on that word. That's just, that that word doesn't have a G at the end of it. It's yeah. it, it's F U K E N. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> and that's not yeah, like, when you're having when you're having dirty sex with a woman. You're you're not having dirty sex. You're you're not fucking her. You're fucking her. You're fucking. <laughs> <laughs> Which is different than when I'm very angry. I am fucking angry. Yeah, see, that's very different. Totally that's different between anger. The F word is amazing. Like, uh, it's the most impressive word in the English language. It is so versatile and it can be used just every way imaginable and means yeah. so many good things. I've okay. always loved the fact that you can actually make a sentence using almost entirely the word fuck and it'll make right. sense. Fuck the fucking fucker. I actually, uh, I I wrote a character in a movie uh, that was never a real, but I tried to write a screenplay for one of the guys. All he said was "fuck man" in, in different intonations. For there was about a band, and and uh, his name was Johnny Fuckstofferson, and he was the drummer. <laughs> I wrote this in like the ninth grade, um, but all he said was "fuck man." Like then, and, but in different tones, right? And this is before Silent Bob. I invented Silent Bob, goddammit. I just thought of that. Yeah, um, But he says, fuck. Hey, Johnny, how you doing? <laughs> fuck, man. <laughs> um, it's actually really yeah, funny. Fuck, man. Yeah. It was, it was a really funny character, and he'd say all different. Fuck, man. That was great. So funny. Seeing that um, on script would be hilarious just because all you're just seeing the words. You're not actually hearing the expression. Oh, exactly. Which is a really fun game to play. I figured out when I, I'm a dork and I like to go to chapters, which doesn't exist anymore. It's all Indigo now, but. Yeah, I love uh, Indigo, by the way. Very big fan. You could buy movie screenplays there. They have copies of screenplays. But wow. I, I don't know why. It seems kind of like a pointless thing, but I guess it's neat as a collector's item or whatever. But, uh,. I, I found that the, a really fun game to play with them is uh, uh, pick them up and read all the lines wrong, and uh, it makes them really great. Like just 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 put punctuation in the wrong spot, and it changes the sentence completely and ruins it. Like the the great Goodwill Hunting scene. I got a number. How do you like them apples? You say that differently, and it's not cool at all. I got a number. How do you like them apples? <laughs> Nothing. That hey, so stupid. Hey, I got a number. How do you like them? Apples? <laughs> Hours of fun. Oh, that is great. <laughs> <laughs> Just take any great line from a movie and fuck with the punctuation. That's fun with the English language right there. See, now this is the thing that when... when Here's your lesson, kids. When you're when you're in school and you're listening punctuation shit in school, this is the reason why it's important to know the difference between. These because, you know, if you end every statement with an uptone in your voice, you've turned everything into a fucking question, and it's really frustrating. Right? Because they don't write. <laughs> Am I supposed to answer that? <laughs> It's so fucking annoying. And stop saying, stop starting sentences with I mean. I, that is my number one pet peeve. When you start a sentence with I mean, no, we know what you mean because you're fucking saying it. I know you mean it. <laughs> Fuck. Where are you? I'm lost now. You, you've made me stupider and you haven't even started speaking yet. 
<laughs> Kids, stop that. That's my number one. I don't care. Wear your jeans as low as you want. I don't give a shit. I think it's funny. But stop with that shit. And, uh, what else? The Izzo thing. I always like the Izzo thing because I'm pretty sure that was a joke. I'd have to hope so. Like, I think, I think, uh, like, Snoop Dogg is sat around with, uh, Missy Elliott and, uh, I don't know, somebody else, Easy E. They all sat around <laughs> and they said, they, they got as high as fuck and they said, what do you think we can make these stupid white boys say? And he goes, yo, man. <laughs> I bet you I say Izzle, and these motherfuckers end every sentence with Izzle. Yeah. Fuck <laughs> you. You're never going to get anybody. I bet you a million dollars you don't get these kids to say Izzle. And six months later, every stupid white kid wearing Nike, walking around, <laughs> saying Izzle. And the funny thing is, is the only people who ever used the Izzle were the people who didn't act and think they were black as white kids. They wasn't the wasn't the wiggers walking around saying that. No. It was the parents making fun of it because they thought they were being iconic, <laughs> using uh, proper iconic terminology. Okay, it was hilarious. I think a grand conspiracy on, on stupid white kids. Uh, I put it right up there with bottled water as uh, just, uh, hey, what can we make stupid white people do? Yeah. I bet you they're so stupid, they'll pay for water. Fuck you, they won't pay for water. Yeah, you put it in the bottle on the shelf and say it's more watery than water, and they'll fucking buy it. Don't even say it's more water. Just just tell us water. It's water. water. It's water. Uh, now, what? in B.C., water bottle consumption isn't anywhere near the way it is out here in Ontario. Really? Oh, and there's a solid reason. The drinking water in Ontario is fucking disgusting. They pump so many chemicals into the fucking water that it just flat out tastes gross. Really? You can't you can't drink tap water out here. It's fucking disgusting. My oh. hometown of Milton had the cleanest water in North America for a for a stretch. Waters came right from this very, very amazing um, 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 uh, uh, water source. It was incredibly tasty. It was, it was water was what it was supposed to be. Kim Kardashian tears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> no, even those are fake. <laughs> <laughs> Too much silicone. Silicizzle. <laughs> uh, um, I'm still a kizzle, yizzle. <laughs> My nizzle, bizzle. Fuck. Jim, we should bring it back. You know what? I'm going to bring that back. I'm just going to walk around and isling the shit out of things down. People are going to think I'm a 40-year-old white guy saying isl, and I'm totally going to be hilarious. <laughs> I love bringing it back. I brought back dope before dope was... And now dope's cool again. But I brought back dope when dope wasn't cool. And now I've, been, I've been saying that for years myself because I'm a fan of that. And I also want to bring back rad. I think that's rad. Yeah. I, I want to bring that back because they, shit is rad. Fuck it. Shit is rad. <laughs> I I said it at work a little while, like a couple of months ago. Before the guy blue goes, did you just say that was rad? I'm like, yeah. Yeah. Well, what the fuck, man? You just showed your age. Is it not rad? Well, uh, it's 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 cool. It's the same fucking word, asshole. It doesn't make a difference. It's still rad. I'm just saying it faster than you are. I was always... I, uh, working at Rona was the worst because I was kind of the cool boss. Uh, and everyone was 10 years younger than me, uh, so I wanted to look cool, but I was always a month behind. Always <laughs> just by a month, and I was the guy trying, like, legitimately trying to be cool, and coming off like an asshole. Because I was and a that's month why behind. you can't try to be cool. You I remember money. money. You don't. Do you remember things being money? Oh, uh, <laughs> that's money, man. That's yeah. money. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to behind that one. But I like that one. Or everything that's good is bad. Yeah, that was another one I tried. All oh, that bad, man. Um, sick, sick. I really like sick. Um, uh, sick. I really like. I I'm a big fan of that. One. I like that because again, I was the manager, and if you called in sick, I assumed that meant you were awesome and you were showing up. <laughs> and these kids just didn't get it. Man, I'm <laughs> sick. Well, that's great. I'll see you in ten minutes. Wicked, man. We'll spread that sickness around, yo. <laughs> oh, wait. You're using sick a different way now that it's convenient for you. You damn kids. Get off my lawn. Kids in your language. Get off my lawn, Izzle. <laughs> I hated that Izzle shit. I could not stand that uh, one, man. I thought it was the Slim Dizzle. Uh, I don't know. I, I I've never been good at slang. Even cool slang, I'm not good with. I still use word a lot. I use word, and I don't think people use word when word was a thing. I'm learning. I I did, <laughs> but I like word. People look at me funny. Eric, ask me how I'm doing. Hey, how you doing? Word, man, I'm doing awesome. Right. <laughs> that was another thing. We had the weird L conversation. I think uh, last time we talked, or, or uh, relatively recently, anyway. And uh, the beginning of the uh, fat video. Yes. Where in the bad video, it's the guy using all the slang, and in the fat video, it's just a guy going ding dong, man. Yo, ding dong. <laughs> ding dong. Ding dong. Yo, ding dong. He's holding a ding dong. It was hilarious. <laughs> and I actually tried to make ding dong a, a slang term for a while, and no one would do it. <laughs> hey, dog. How's it going, man? Oh, yo, ding dong, yo. Yo, ding dong. I got five old rolling up on me right now. Ding dong, yo. Uh, Just funny shit, man. Absolutely brilliant. Um, I don't know how we even got off on that one, but uh, I'm bringing back Izzle. Dizzle. For shizzle. And uh, I have... Two uh, VPDs trying to staring, uh, staring me down right now. And uh, these two have been on a mission all night, by the way. And good on, oh, they're driving away. Did not want to talk to me. Well, yeah. that's what I call tactic number one by a guy in a mask sitting on the side of the street talking to himself. Um, cops, are you, are you wearing the mask? What, what, are you wearing like a, like a, the mask you showed me the picture of? I, I'm not wearing that one because I, it was hard to talk through. Um, and yeah, you can barely been. hear me. Uh, I'm just wearing a, a regular surgical mask. Oh, see, you look like half the Asian population. Man. I do. Exactly. That's what everyone says. I, I'm supporting my Asian friends in their mask wearing <laughs> endeavors. <laughs> Even the Asians look at me like, what the hell are you doing? Like That's our thing, dude. The, the, Fucking white people. The, you know the way you look at Asians going, why are you, is that the Asians look at me like I shouldn't be wearing this. You don't own the surgical mask. <laughs> well, I mean, they do. They're the only ones that wear them out in public, aside from you. Well, <laughs> I'm wearing this mask not for my benefit. This is strictly for the benefit of the people who have to look at me because I look like Bane. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of like my comment about saying, you know, you're, you're the new Deadpool now, you know. <laughs> I, I I am just like Deadpool, except without the charm and humor. Um, <laughs> I'm just an ugly man. Arguable, I, I find you quite funny and charming. So. <laughs> oh, thank you. 
What did they find uh, that was more exciting than me? I'm, I'm almost offended. I'm sitting here in a mask talking to myself with a syringe in my hand, and this was not interesting. Is what's going on in that corner? <laughs> Something good has got to be going on there. Don't better than this. <laughs> I I don't understand police. Um, I have a hard time uh, getting their attention, which most people would view as a good thing. Yeah, usually. But I'm starting to get offended. I could probably be stabbing someone, and they would not stop for me. And I, I'm getting hurt. You know why? White privilege. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, we full circle that one, man. <laughs> I'll tell you, all my listeners, especially my Ashburn, Virginia listeners, and hey, if any of those kids in Detroit uh, want to listen in again, let me tell you one thing. You want to see white privilege not exist? You come spend a weekend... Here on the lovely downtown east side of Vancouver, British Columbia, Canada, <laughs> where white privilege is uh, if you get out of here without getting bear sprayed every night, that's, that's your white privilege. Um, absolutely. We're, we're, we're being punished for white privilege down here. I, I give you, I, that's just true. Um, yeah, we we are wedged right between native pride and, and fuck you, Cracker Avenue. Um, <laughs> every well, by the way, my my favorite thing about about with whites and everything now is whites are officially now the only race that you're not allowed that you can be racist against, and that's hey. fine. Yeah, but we can't be racist against anybody else because that's wrong. It is wrong. Um, but it's right for them to be racist against us. That, that's perfectly fine. See, uh, this kind of goes hand in hand with the argument we were having about the those people argument. Yeah. That I, I don't, I don't think that should be right, but I, I'm also not allowed to say that or else I'm being racist. I, I, I'm being racist if I complain about them being racist against me. That, yeah, that's, 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 a, that's, that's a racist complaint. I don't understand that, and that part bugs me. Um, it's not right to do it to white people either, uh, guys. That's just as racist. Um, I've never used the term reverse racism. No, it's not. Re- you're not reversing. It's just racism. Reverse racism is not being racist. That's reverse racism. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's reverse racism. Oh, um, there, yeah, actually, I have a I have a perfect example of this. Um, um, okay, what the fuck's his name? Uh, Colin? Uh, no, not Colin. The fucking um, talk show host, um, Conan O'Brien. Right. So Conan O'Brien has this skit where he gets fucking Ice Cube, him, and Kevin Hart in the car with him, and they call a fucking Uber driver. And then they just drive around with an Uber driver, and they're just cracking jokes and doing funny shit. Well, at one point, one of the Uber drivers to pick up is a black guy. So a black guy shows up in his car, and he picks him up. And you told me about this, yeah. Right. And there's a, there's a funny thing, because one of the stations in it, because, again, I said at the time that I didn't make this comment about it. What they do is they, you know, they, they send the white guy, um, Conan O'Brien, into the store to buy a whole bunch of black stereotypical black um, you know, munchies and foods and shit. Sure. Bonbons and whatever the fuck else they eat. And, and as soon as he leaves the car, 
Ice Cube turns to the driver and says, so look, the whitey's out of the car. So tell me, what do, you, what do you think of white people? Do you, do you like them or no? He's like, yeah, no, I don't, I don't like white people. And it's one of the, everybody kills themselves laughing. And I thought this shit was funny as hell, but when you think about it, he was just basic. Yeah. And everybody laughed because why? It's against a white guy. <laughs> right. That's funny. I think I could see that becoming detrimental uh, mm-hmm. to, to our health one day very soon. Absolutely. Um, let's, I, I'm going to square that circle right now by saying racism <laughs> is wrong. It doesn't matter which race you're racist against. Um, uh, prejudice of any sort is wrong, in my opinion. But uh, racism it doesn't have to be a particular race. Uh, there's no one form that's more racist than another. It's all bullshit, and it needs to be stopped. That's right. The only difference is white people just organize racism better. <laughs> That's true. Well, we like to start clubs. We like clubs. We like to have our groups and our yeah, clubs. We like to know. get dressed up and <laughs> and go do things together. We uh, love sleeping so much we like to put on sheets. You know. <laughs> now, even, I, I will go so far as to say I will follow my pride and say that I have been known on occasion, to say an inappropriate comment or two about the Australians. <laughs> not racist. That is, that, is, that is not racist, though. Well, it, it, what, it culturalist, societalist? It's, it's prejudice. There's a difference. Oh, well, <laughs> I have some extreme prejudices against Australians. Um, and that's allowed. <laughs> is that allowed? Yeah, prejudice. You're allowed to be prejudiced because to be prejudiced, all you are is more complaining about a stereotype than you are about saying that you hate somebody because of the color of the skin. Remember, racism strictly has to do with color of skin. Okay. So you can't be racist again. Because if you're, if I don't, if I'm saying, um, like, you won't hear me say I hate all Christians because it's an ignorant statement. I don't hate all Christians. Sure. But I will say I don't like Bible thumpers. Okay, I'll give you Because because they're fucking annoying to me, and I just I just don't like being around them. Okay, that's well, not what? racist. It's prejudice. Okay, how about when I say I don't hate all Australians, just the ones that I've met and the ones that I know to exist? Um, then that is a statement of fact. Well, there you go. And it's not prejudice, it's not racist or prejudice, that is a statement of fact. That is completely different, and that is completely fine, and that is fully legal, and that is good to go. But I love Silverchair, just for the record. I don't know the three guys, I'm sure they're dicks, but uh, Silverchair's a wicked band. <laughs> See, I don't mind Australians, I don't like the band. <laughs> well, there you go. And uh, if it wasn't for Australia, we wouldn't have ACDC. There you go. Um, I think we, we could have any other band with a bass player who can't play. Um, yeah. <laughs> maybe just play. What would the world be? You know what? I got to give ACDC credit. I'm, I'm hard on ACDC lately, and I don't know why. I, I think it's just because everyone just loves them, so I hate them now. Uh, but I really don't. They're fantastic. I should stop with that. I just um, think ACDC needs to stop playing just because... I mean, one of the things, like, I mean, I give the Rolling Stones a lot of things because I, I just, I don't like Mick Jagger. I, well, I don't I, like I think them at all. They need to keep playing. I'm still waiting for a good song. Well, yeah, but... Who, not not Rolling Stones. Yeah, they have an excuse to keep playing. They still need to get good. 
Um, yeah, they, eventually they'll get there. 75 years, they haven't learned their instruments yet. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Keith Richards still plays with four strings, for Christ's sake. I mean, yeah. He's get the two other strings to go. <laughs> Keith Richards has uh, two amazing, wonderful daughters. And when they die, he'll inherit everything. <laughs> All the drugs they could need. Because uh, he, he, he's going to outlive them. That, that's why that's funny. Yeah. Sure, um, outlive everybody. Before we get off on our uh, hatred for uh, everyone white now, I'm uh, almost uh, coming up at the end of uh, my time with you this evening, unfortunately. Hmm. We fit that limit. We're, we're there. It's uh, we're at an <laughs> hour and twenty, and uh, I have to report back to the hospital in an hour. So I need about an hour to get ready for that, unfortunately. Uh, but if okay. you're free tomorrow, I'm sure I'll be uh, even more ready and willing to do this again. <laughs> um, yeah, tomorrow I'll I I should be able to. I got my closing shift tomorrow, but. I do have an opening shift the next day. Okay. So it won't be, I, I can't do a long, I won't be able to do like, I sh- I'm going to try to not do a two hour episode tomorrow. Sure. Um, an hour sort of pops. Um, not a problem. Pretty bagged out. Oh. Uh, sorry, just watching a guy puke in front of me. I uh, didn't expect it. It was, like, it was one of those out of nowhere ones. I didn't see it coming. Um, <laughs> that was a shocker. Good stuff. Entertaining. Uh, okay, on that note, I will be joined tomorrow for a nice short uh, podcast. Uh, hey, thanks for being... Okay, I'll forget. The crematorium guys were leaving. I thought the guy was stopping in front of me to talk to me, but no, he was usually leaving. Uh, well, hey, invite him to be on the show anytime. I would love to hear some funny crematorium stories. I'm, there's got to be some. Oh, there's got to be something good from there. Oh, Absolutely. <laughs> hey, I want to hear uh, some racist crematorium stories. I really do. Do they burn <laughs> different? One race burn faster than the other? Right? <laughs> you know? I want to know. <laughs> Inquiring minds uh, need to know. All very good questions. Uh, we'll try to pick that up tomorrow because I'm serious about that. I think that'd be really funny. Um, but it's great to finally. Wow, eight days is far too long, my friend. I agree. Yeah, I've had too much. We have too many topics to, to pick up on this. So, yeah, we yeah. need to. Not got too eight day gaps. A lot of catching up to do. Um, on yeah. that note, it's been a blast. Can't wait for tomorrow. Thanks for uh, cheering me up. I'm really glad you're feeling better. Yeah, and actually, this has really cheered me up too. I've actually this is like the the lightest I felt since this incident started. So thank uh, you very much. Dave. That makes it all worth it. Uh, on that note, everybody, uh, we'll be back together uh, this time tomorrow. Until then, take care of each other. Be good. <laughs> and we're out. I love that it. was fun. That was fun, and I think it recorded well. So I will. Awesome. Uh, and I, I hung up and called you back, so there's really not much editing to do at the beginning. Uh, no, just, we can really just post it straight up. Yeah. So I'll get it up in the next, uh, before I go to the hospital here, I'll, I'll post it, and then I'll go. Awesome, awesome. All right, um, all right, man. If you get the chance, send me some more gross pics. I loved it. I, I can, I, my face is still disgusting. I'll take, I'll pose for a whole bunch for you tonight. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right, my you, friend, you have a good one? You too, man. Best of luck, and I'll uh, talk to you some more. Sounds great, buddy. Cheers, brother. Bye. Oh.